The message you're about to listen to is from Pentecost International Worship Center. PIWC Accra is a ministry of the Church of Pentecost. We pray that the entrance of the Word of God would bring light and impart understanding to your hearts. And now, the message for today. We're going to talk about power. There are about some kinds of power in scripture. Power is good. Power is very, very important. Somebody said, no matter how little or tiny I look, I can lead a huge army of men who don't have what it takes to lead. No matter how tiny you look, you can lead huge men if you have what it takes to lead them that they don't know. The most common way people give up their power is by thinking that they don't have any. The most powerful or common way by which people can relinquish the power they have is for them to think that they don't have any. So people can take them for right. But to us, but to us, we are being equipped with the resurrection power. So we are not ignorant of the power that we have. The first power we discover in scripture is exousia power. E-X-O-U-S-I-A, exousia power. It means that delegated power, power that somebody gives to you to perform an action. So you always credit the giver of that power and don't credit yourself. God gave delegated power, Ezekiel power to Jesus on his assignment to earth. Even though he was 100% God and 100% man, in his manhood, he was operating under delegated power from the supreme God. So that is why when Jesus, in Matthew chapter 10 verse 1, he called his disciples and said, I give you power. And that is Exousia, delegated power. What is it? Go and trample over serpents. Deliver people from captivity. Set them free. May somebody receive Exousia power. Delegated power. In Luke 10 and verse 19, he called another 72. And the Bible says he gave them authority. That's why it was specific. Authority, delegated power, Exousia. And when they went, they brought a report that the Azusia you gave us, signs and wonders followed us. When we spoke, demons bowed. The sick were healed. The dead were raised. And Jesus said, not only that, I saw even the devil fall like tender. May somebody receive Azusia power. Up until this time, he has not died. So we're operating on Azusa powers. They asked Jesus in Matthew 7 from verse 27. They looked at him and said, this guy, it looks like he has an authority, a delegated power. The way he teaches us, it's like some Azusa power. So that is why in Mark, Mark chapter 11 and verse 27, they wanted to know the kind of Azusa he is operating with because he looked different with the Azusa. He is doing marvelous things. Then he came again to Jerusalem and he was walking 
in the temple. The chief priest, the scribes, and the elders came to him. And they said to him, by what authority? That word there is Azusia. By what authority are you doing these things? By what authority? Don't forget this power is called Azusia. By what authority? But Jesus said, I also will ask you a question. Because power is what makes the difference here. So me too, I am asking you, by what power are you asking me this question? Then, they have two alternatives. If we say, by John's power, we are in trouble. If we say, by whatever power, we are in trouble. So let's go and tell him, we don't know. So, but Jesus answered and said, I also will ask you a question. Then, answer me. And I will tell you, by what authority I do this is. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? Answer me. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, if we say from heaven, he will say, why then did you not believe in John? They didn't believe in John. And they also know that John was a prophet. And he carried the Azusa. So if you go here, trouble. So they came back. So they answered, we don't know. And Jesus answered and said, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. <laughs> oh, am I preaching to somebody? So, May somebody carry an Azusia, an Azusia that people question you at the workplace. Everything about you is so extraordinary. But I came to add to somebody, even Azusia can terrorize the devil. How much more the power that raised Christ from the dead. In a short while, we will navigate our way through that power that raised Christ from the dead. And you know that it is all surpassing power. Oh, is somebody hearing my voice? Azusia is delegated power. May somebody receive that delegated power. In the name of Jesus. There's another kind of power called Iskus power. In the New Testament. I-S-C-H-U-S. Iskus power. It is physical strength. Physical power. Luke chapter 11 verse 21 and 22. Let's look at something. Strength to carry on the Azusia. You remember Paul advising Timothy and said, because of that stomach problem, you must take some paracetamol. He was just suggesting to him that you cannot be sick. You must have physical strength to be able to carry the exousia and other powers inside you. You see, when you are fully anointed, but you are physically down, how do you carry on the missionary activity? Is somebody hearing my voice? But I stand on the authority of the power of God. And I pray that may your physical body receive some power and strength. Ability. In the Old Testament, that is whose power is what motivated Elijah to run ahead of the chariots. A physical strength that gave him a spiritual competitive advantage. That he could even run more than Usain Bolt against the norm. May somebody receive an acceleration power. A power of strength and ability that will make you excel above the ordinary. And before you could say, Jack, that which will take 40 years to achieve, you will have achieved it in just a little while. Less than two years. And I pray in the name of Jesus, not only are we believing God for the Azusia, but we are believing him for the Iskus power. And I know of a truth. God is going to give us an accelerated power, a power that will run beyond the ordinary and will cause us to do that which will take years for us to achieve. So Isku's power was important and it's stated in 
the New Testament. Luke chapter 11, 21. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own place, his goods are in peace. When you have physical strength, you have issues to protect that which belongs to you. No power can do that. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him. All the powers you see here are iskus. While the first one is iskus, the second one is iskusios, which means that a superlative of an iskus. That means power pass power. When a strong man with iskus is able to protect that which belongs to him, everything is in peace. But when there is another force, which is iskusios, which is the superlative of iskus, comes, it overcomes the existing power. I came to announce to somebody before the death of Christ the devil was operating some kind of excuse. He hijacked your marriage. He hijacked your job. He hijacked your freedom. But there is another power that came over and above the power that was existing before the death of Christ. And I announced to somebody listening to me, your power is overcoming every power of the devil. The power that God has deposited inside you is enough to overcome every situation. You are an overcomer. I am speaking about power. I am talking about power. The third power I discovered in the New Testament is dunamis power. Somebody shout dunamis power. Oh, Bahataya Abraham. Dunamis power. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says, And ye shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That word power used there is dunamis. And dunamis is miraculous powers. Power to do miracles. Power to do the unthinkable. Power to suspend the forces of nature. Power for the miraculous and power for moral excellence. That is dynamics. And I prophesy dynamics power for somebody here. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And the source of dynamics power as in Acts 1.8 is the Holy Ghost. He gives us dynamics power. That even the shadow of Peter can even heal the sick. What a dunamis. It is from the English word dynamite. That can, it is very eruptive, isn't it? It can shake the foundation of everything that wage war against your life. And as we speak, dunamis power is available. It is shaking the foundations of everything that wage war against your life. Your life cannot be drawing negative graphs any longer. God is giving you dunamis. Somebody receive dunamis. Somebody receive dunamis. Somebody receive dunamis. Somebody receive dunamis. When I shout dunamis, you say power. Dunamis. It's cool. Dunamis! Iskus! But when you get to a level where Iskus is becoming Hobredi Hall, then you apply Iskusios. <laughs> power that surpasses power. Oh, is somebody getting blessed? So all the things you see, the sick get healed and the dead raised, they're all Dunamis power. We declare, may you be healed right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Mark chapter 5 and verse 6 to 20, you see dunamis in operation in three different scenarios. Somebody who was demon-possessed was delivered by Jesus through dunamis power. And then Jarius came into the scene in the middle of it. 
And then he asked Jesus to go and attend to the daughter. And while he was doing that, a woman who was bleeding for 12 years also came into the scene. So in that chapter, you have three dynamics in operation. As he delivered the demon possessed, the woman was also touching the hem of his garment. And dynamics, because Jesus said, a power has gone out of me. And that was dynamics power. It is the power to heal, the power for miracles. I stand in the volumes of the power of God and I declare the miraculous for you. I pray in the name of Jesus, we will never lack miracles. We will never lack miracles. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 22, one of my popular scriptures, Jesus Christ, a man accredited with signs and wonders. A man accredited with signs and wonders. Why the wonders and miracles? May you become a career of miracles. May you become an agent of miracle where there are chaos in situation as you appear there may miracle break loose in the name of jesus there is another power there is another power romans 8 and if christ is in you the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is alive because of righteousness but if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells. This is the ultimate of all the powers. The reason several years since it occurred, it has been subjected to all kinds of argument to vilify it and to change it. The birth of Christ is not as powerful as this one we are talking about. If Jesus had died at age 12, when the parents took him to church, they went home without seeing their son. And then when they came, somebody kidnapped and kidnapped him. And the story had ended there. It wouldn't have been news. But if he died and he did not rise again, or a certain power was not present to bring about a resurrection, our story will have been truncated. And our message will have been foolishness. But thank God, thanks be to God, that there is a Kratos power that raised Christ from the dead. In the name of Jesus, if the spirit, the power, the kratos. If that kratos is inside you, your body cannot suffer decay. May somebody receive that power. Philippians 3 and verse 18 we are discussing. Paul is saying that I may know him. That from verse 10. That I, Paul, may know him and the power the Kratos of his resurrection. If I am able to comprehend and apprehend the Kratos, it is enough for me because number one, child of God, all the other powers found their expression in Kratos. I'm saying that whether Azusia is they all found their expression in this one. So when you have Kratos power, you have all other powers. Because it is an irresistible power of God. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 24. Irresistible power. Whom Christ raised up. Ha! 
lose the pains of death. So the pains of death were lost by a certain power. Because it was not possible, it was practically unthinkable that death could hold him captive. So Kratos is so irresistible that nothing else can resist its function. When Kratos is in oppression, in fact, Iskus, another Iskusios can overturn it, isn't it? But for Kratos, when Kratos is in oppression, nothing can resist it. That is the secret the devil didn't know. So he thought that he had won it. And then for Thursday, Friday, they were jubilated. On Saturday, he and his cohorts were jubilated. But on the third day, a certain power entered the grave. He was buried and the tomb was covered with a big stone and a rock. And soldiers were guarding the tomb. And the presence of the stone was not able to resist Kratos. Kratos just went and entered into the grave. And paralyzed all the soldiers at once by the power of Kratos. May you paralyze everything that wages war against your life. It's an irresistible power. Power that one it sets in motion until it completes its course. When Kratos starts, every other power available or around the vicinity must go on silence. Every other power must be suspended. They must keep silent and watch for Kratos to complete its assignment. And then they will be amazed as what is this kind of power. It is a power that cannot be subdued by anything. That's the meaning of indomitable. You cannot dominate the power. May your life receive Kratos that nothing can dominate your life. Child of God, I stand in the volumes of the Kratos power and I am entrenching the power inside you, activating the power of the resurrection, the Kratos power that no demon, no witchcraft, no, 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 no infirmity, no sickness, no, the things to come or the things present will be able to resist and dominate your life. Your life is simply undominatable. It is a power that entered the grave and paralyzed the soldiers. That is why several years, two thousand years ago, they are trying to figure out something to nullify the Kratos. And these are some of their theories. Number one, no burial theory. Some people believe that if they said we bury him, then he rose. So, according to them, by the Romans, he was thrown, the body was thrown into some graves of some criminals. But I asked them this question. If I mention that there are four of them for now, and I will do a rebuttal. No burial theory. If they, they threw the body of Jesus into some graves of criminals, then I must ask this question. The Ten Commandments and the scroll say the time that Moses hit the ground was it in 1947 there was a discovery of the dead sea scroll something thrown away of significant value to the jews they will look for it by their scientists and their archaeologists but i have checked and found out all the 
archaeologists have affirmed of a truth that nowhere can they locate the body of Christ. That means he was buried. If it was thrown away, like any other criminal, they could have found it by now. In Des Moines, the man who discovered the death scroll in 1947, and later about 905 of the other scrolls discovered by other archaeologists in 1956, they would have found the body or any bone of Jesus Christ anywhere. But the Bible said, and by experience, and by confirmation of all archaeologists, there are archaeological evidence to support our claim that the body was not thrown anyhow. The body was buried. The body was buried. Can I hear somebody shout amen? Then they, they, they said, okay, if we are defeated in this argument, then let's do a stolen body theory. Matthew 28 from verse 11. Now, while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priest all things that have happened. The guards themselves confirmed it. They reported to the chiefs that the guy we buried and were guarding is gone. When they heard, they had assembled with the elders and consulted together. They gave a large sum of money to them. If you know the body was stolen, why do you bribe them? If you know the body was stolen by the disciples, just go and say it is stolen. But you know what? It was practically difficult for soldiers to say the body was stolen. It is a treasonable offense to go to your people and say that whilst we were guarding, we slept. But this lie was told them by the chief priests just to propound theories against the resurrection. But none of them could suffice. I came to announce to somebody he was buried and he rose again from the dead. So no barrier theory or stolen theory can suffice in this case. I must preach to somebody. They gave that money. What they were doing was that they know that when they say that it means that they should be saying we are dead on arrival. For the soldiers to go and say that whilst we are to sleep on duty because we were running in tents throughout the night. So perchance something happens. But the power of Kratos silenced them and changed the whole narrative. That's what we call the soon theory. S-W-O-O-N. Soon means deep coma. There's another theory just to explain away the resurrection called the soon theory. The soon theory says that Jesus did not actually die. I mean, he was unconscious. And he fell into a deep coma. And then because of the beatings and all the things that he went through. And then when he slept, uh, then, then later on, he got up. And when he got up, and then he appeared himself to the disciples. Beloved, look at the way Isaiah 53 described the beating. How can somebody treated in this manner? Where he was sleeping, there was a rock that maybe several people even rode it and covered the entrance. In that state where you are saying the soon theory, he did not die anyway, and he resuscitated. How can this body regain strength to even untie himself and then move the stone, appear to 500 more people, and try to show himself to people. How can it be? It does not hold water. 
I came to announce to somebody. Somebody may want to explain the joy you have. He meant to explain it away that the joy may be a coincidence, but I came to announce to somebody. Our joy in this faith is about Kratos. The power that raised Christ from the dead gives us joy. There's every evidence in scripture and by experience that he was raised from the dead. And then finally, that this thing that I don't even understand it. They said uh, hallucination theory. Hallucination. All of the people that saw Jesus after he came back from whatever they said from dead, they were hallucinating. They, they didn't see Jesus. How can 500 people all hallucinate at the same time? Because according to Paul, he revealed himself to over 500 people. And all of them, yes, at the same time, they just want to explain a way that would give us confidence and give us audacity for our rejoicing in the Lord. He died. He was buried. And I speak to somebody here. In the name of Jesus, you need nothing but the Kratos power. The power that raised Christ from the dead. If that power lives inside you, you are simply irresistible. You are simply indomitable. I speak to somebody hearing my voice today. There is power in the house. 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 There is power in the resurrection. There is power in the resurrection. There is power in the resurrection. No amount of theory can explain away the power of the resurrection. Child of God, we are too powerful. So that's why he said, if that spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside us, that I may know him and the Kratos of the resurrection. Azusia may be limited because it is delegated. Is good may be limited, but is crucial. Do not miss. Jesus did not heal everybody. <laughs> In fact, the one he raised from the dead last he died again. So miracles can cease. But Kratos, at the end of the age. It is Kratos that will raise the saints. Is somebody hearing my voice? That one is unlimited, irresistible, all-surpassing power. It's an incredible power. In fact, I am here to announce to you, Kratos is God himself in his totality appearing on the scene. When he appears, all other powers must be silent until he finishes course. In the fullness of time, my Bible says, when the Son of God was revealed, silence was upon the place. We hope your heart has been quickened by hearing the Word of God through this message. If you desire to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, please say this prayer with us. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. You came to die because of my sins. I therefore accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I will serve you all the days of my life. So help me, God. Amen. If you just said this prayer, we welcome you to the family of God.
Are you looking to find a place of worship where there is relevant teaching, heartfelt worship, passion and action toward the unsaved, constant prayer, compassionate care for the needy, and earnest Christ-centered relationships? Then join us fellowship at the PIWC Dome at the Accra Technical Training Center, ATTC Kokomlimli Accra. Join our Miracle Dawn service every Wednesday, 5.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. and our Friday prayer meeting, dubbed Cry Out, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, contact us on 0208-779-774-0277-144-128 and 0502-444-814. You can also visit our website at piwcacra.org to know more. And let's get interactive on all social media platforms at PIWC Accra. Thank you. Until next time. We pray that you would reach out by faith and receive everything that's yours through God's grace. You are blessed.